Marco's Podcast. It's the greatest mattress industry podcast on the planet. Wait, isn't this the only mattress industry podcast? He's Mark Kensley. I truly felt bad for you at the time. He's Mark Quinn. I think Bigfoot was actually very pleasant. Together, they are Dos Marcos. Okay, so Mr. Quinn, I have a question for you. Hit me. Let's say that you have a $6.99 queen at retail. Is this a math problem? <laughs> Hold on now. Round up is all mm. I'm saying. Okay. It's always better to round up. 700 So Got you have it. a $6.99 queen at retail with a forever warranty. And then just across the store, you have a $3,500 premium mattress with a 10-year warranty. Hmm. How do you marry those two things up or sell if somebody is in that conversation, let's say that the price banding is not an issue, and they see that and they say, "Well, why would why would I not pay six ninety nine for a forever warranty on this queen set?" And and what makes this one so good if it doesn't right. have a forever warranty? Right. How do you navigate that as an RSA? Well, uh, that's a great question. I think it's actually very difficult to do. Mostly, I mean, just the price point. Right. So one's six ninety nine and one is over three thousand dollars. So I think that's gonna be a formidable challenge for the retail sales associate, there's no doubt. Um, I don't know, what are you saying? I mean, this one doesn't have a forever warranty because what? Like how do you how do you sell out of that? Yeah, because I've also seen, you know, some of the mattresses at the very high end positioned as, for example, Brian Croft has the forever bed but it costs many, many thousands of dollars. And of course, when you're paying more, you should expect that it's gonna last longer, that type of thinking. But then other people say, well, we don't have to provide a long warranty because we know it's gonna last. We have confidence in this product. So there are ways to sell around it, but this is the type of conversation that's gonna end up coming up at retail. And really, it kind of got in my field of view when we were talking about Nectar. So Nectar is one of the mattress brands that started online and they've done a very good job. You know, I think their position that they're trying to own in the marketplace is all around the brain benefiting from good sleep. And they've, you know, brought, which give them credit, man, that's directly related to a health and well-being thing, which is emotional. So I like what they did with that for sure. Yeah. And I think they've done a good job, job of like kind of planting that flag and like staying close to it. Uh, they even had, you know, the Big Bang Theory, the, the gal from sure. Big Bang Theory and Blossom, she's actually like a neuroscientist, a PhD neuroscientist. And so they had her on some of the commercials. But now, like many of the bed in the box brands or the, the you know digital natives, they've been looking for growth and they're looking for that growth at retail. And, and people have been saying, well, how are they going to deal with this? Because online, they're offering this forever warranty. But in the store, that's not going to match up when, when you look at merchandising and how, you know, an RSA is going to help somebody navigate that floor, it, it put, does it put them in an awkward situations? I, I'm, I'm literally trying to think if a consumer came up to me and said, um, I really like that bed. This one has a forever warranty. I like that. I'll never have to buy another bed again. If there's anything real about it, that's what they're going to think. Do you think right? people even think that? Do people seriously think, I, this is the one I'm going to get. I'm never going to have to buy another bed because again. they've been ripped off so many times with things that sound too good to be true. Uh, maybe not. Right. Maybe not. Um, but how, how do you reconcile it even for your own private label brand? Right. So I think, I think it's a real issue. I really, really do. Um, I don't know 
what you say as a retail sales associate, yeah, this one's forever, but if you don't like, if you like the the way the $3,000 bed feels better than the Nectar bed with the forever warranty, you should buy the feel. And then as a customer, I think I'm saying to the retail store, give me a forever warranty and I'll spend the three grand. What are you going to say? Yeah, I think at that point, I mean, you, you do. I mean, you, you shoehorn. Would you say that? Wouldn't you try to say that? Yeah, I mean, you're going to shoehorn people into the conversation, like it or not. And, and this is my take on it. Like when I zoom way out and I look at the industry, I think these type of conversations with the promises being made online and some of the ways that some of the bed in the box brands have been trying to compete online are going to cascade down to retail now. Right. You know, so that selling story that begins online. And I think, you know, I think many people out there are saying, Hey, look, the consumer is going to start their research process online. They're going to try and find out as much as they can about the brands. They're going to walk in probably pre-sold and, uh, you know, on some aspect of it. And if they can find it at retail, uh, Hey, why not go give it a try? And, that- and then the retail sales associate and the store will then have to deal with what that means whenever a brand tries to control the consumer experience online. Well, and control it is exactly right. And I think that's what it'll be. And I think it bullies people in a weird way. Here's a brand that is relatively new to the scene that's going to try to be setting a tone. Uh, and we've on, been trying to tell people not to sell on warranty for, for how long? years. For and how the industry, long? you know, I mean, we could go through this whole timeline, but in the past, what? Three years, most people have gone to the 10-year warranty, four years. Do you think David Perry knows about this? Because <laughs> I don't think he does. If David Perry knew you about this, he would be livid. I know. Like Maybe he could have a conversation at one of his conferences <laughs> about warranties and see if people can finally get fired up. Well, you know Do- what? You put Bob McCarthy on the stage by himself and let 300 people fire questions at him about a forever warranty. What do you think about that, Bob? Yeah, well... Huh? I- you know, a lot of people in the industry know Bob, and Bob is with Nectar now. Yeah. So I, I would love and that. And people no. love Bob because he's a lovable guy. But. And Bob's a great guy. Yeah, and he's he's dealing with the retail side of Nectar's business at this point. But man, it, it really is damaging, I think, to the consumer whenever they walk in and say, well, now you, you've totally taken the conversation away from what right. that selling experience should be about, which is finding that person better sleep. And I truly believe... You know, if the feel is the deal and then find componentry that's going to feel the same way every day and have confidence in that. But when you look at all the other consumer categories, right. dishwashers, ovens, refrigerators, on and on it goes, the warranties are not 10 years. So, Nobody has that expectation. So it's going the wrong way. And as a consumer, aren't you looking at the nectar bed and you go, okay, forever warranty. And the, oh, Don Wright. What's up, Don Wright? What's up, Don Wright? Good to see you, man. So if you look at the, the nectar warranty... And don't you kind of go, okay, who's Nectar? How long have they been around? And how legit is a a forever warranty? Because are they really going to be here to service a... Forever is a long time, let's be honest. I mean, I I don't know how long you plan living, but... Yeah, it's it's longer than I'm going to be around, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Unless... That is so safe to say. uh, You know, unless what Ted Williams did with his head... In, in the cryogenic freezer worked Ooh, and then I'll hopefully it, I'll know before wrap long. Wrap it up in some ice. You can just right. put this melon right there in the big ice box. You, your melon would fit your hair. They're going to have to get another box for your hair. Okay, so here's you want to you know you want to I want to wear a hairnet whenever, whenever I go into the cryogenic freezer. I want to put a, like a special hairnet on me so when I wake up 
I, and I get out of out of the cryogenic You're bed. You're ready to go. Ready to roll. It's like looks good. Looking and it's, good. It's, it's contained. Because I, if you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you do good. But you're dead. Stop, man. You're going to be waking up from a cryo chamber. All right. So you want to know. Well, wouldn't it be weird? This is, by the way, if when if you, as part of the cryogenic thing, if you're a believer in God, God was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to let you pass on this one, but you, you're, you're in heaven. But then when you wake back up, you got to go back to earth, go through your body, come out, <laughs> get through it again. Hair's looking good. And then you're like, well, hold on. I want to go back to heaven. Uh, How do I, I get know. back in? That's a whole nother faith, deep faith issue. That was kind of a fun. F- I think Jesus wants us to have fun, Jesus, right? Of course he does. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I don't know that he wants us freezing ourselves. So for the record, I'm ne- necessarily in favor of that. All right. So back to something real. What is warranted? You want to hear about that? So we got there. We slide. know there's no warranty on the human body. Okay. We've established no, that's that. Done, nor is there on your hair. What is warranted so, on the nectar mattress? You got the nectar site. So, yeah, what does up. it cover? Right. So you're like, okay, so what does forever mean? And this is what they say. It is, it extends to the mattresses manufactured by nectar. Uh, some parts of this warranty also extends to the covers sold with the mattress. Nectar warrants the mattress in its original packaging sold to you against the defects in material and workmanship, blah, blah, blah. For the full period of ownership by you and used by you commencing from the time your mattress is purchased. Replace or repair mattresses, replaced or repaired mattresses are subject to the same warranty as the original mattress. For example, if you obtain a replaced or repaired mattress, the warranty term of the replaced or repaired mattress begins from the date of purchase of the original bed. So... That's pretty solid, actually. There's no gimmick to that. So what does it cover? Deterioration causing the mattress to have a visible indentation. So an inch and a half, that's industry standard, right? This sounds, this sounds like a lawyer didn't necessarily write it, but had a lot of input. As, hang on. He's going to sneeze? Hang Turn on. around. Turn away. Is your head freezing? See, you ruined it. I had a sneeze right there. It was coming. I thought your head was freezing right in front Don't of us. Don't you hate it when you have a sneeze coming and like you it, like it goes away? Hey, that's bad for you. That's not. Good. I mean, I have to. F- I have to think that like the relief you feel after you get a good sneeze out oh, is really indicative of what, what it's bo- doing for your body. That's true. What bodily function does the sneeze most mirror? The uh, the yawn, maybe. Nope. Orgasm. Oh, it's true. Oh, build up. Oh, face. <laughs> The buildup and then the release of the sneeze, right? Yeah. So leave it to us uh, to figure that out. All right. So normal wear requires the mattress be continuously supported. Oh, well, yeah. We, we need to give you that to the interesting stuff, the um, the warranty. Back to the copy. warranty on the mattress. Okay. Uh, any physical flaw on the mattress can that causes foam material to evidence degradation, split, crack, despite normal usage or proper handling, any manufacturing defect. That, so I got to say... I'm pretty impressed. Uh, what does it not cover? Misuse, neglect. So it looks to me, Kinsley, like it's like everyone else's warranty, except theirs is not 10 years. It's forever. So Forever. It's a long time, man. It is a long time. Well, and here's, here's the deal. I mean, the big kind of theme for me is brands like Nectar and, and many of the others are looking for growth. We've talked about this on the podcast at Infinitum. I don't want to go back there. But when you look for growth, they, they know there's somewhat of a cap um, or, or maybe there's a slow, a significant slowing of the growth online, and it's much easier to find, you know, some of those sales on uh, in a retail environment. People still want to try things, you know. About eighty percent of mattresses right. are still sold in a store, right. 
And, you know, I was listening to this podcast, um, How I Built This, which is a great podcast, especially for business people, business owners, entrepreneurs. And this episode uh, was with the guy from Bonobos, Andy Dunn. Mm -hmm. And so Andy Dunn, uh, by the way, the mattress industry tie-in here is Andy Dunn um, worked for Bonobos, started the company. It was purchased by Walmart. And now Andy Dunn is running their own all's well mattress program right. oh, no kidding. for walmart.com. Right. Yep. Uh, so anyway, he's connected to the mattress industry, but he was talking about Bonobos, which was a men's clothing brand and it started just online. And the, the host of the show said, what was the biggest inflection point for your business? Like number one game changing thing that happened. And he said, we were not profitable ever in our company. And the biggest thing to happen where we turned a corner and we became profitable was when we did a deal with Nordstrom. So brick and mortar play. Brick and mortar play. Extension and, from the digital into the brick and mortar space. Right? And right after that, they opened up guide shops where you could go and try on clothes and then they would ship them to your house. Um, but th this extends over to like Warby Parker, the people that make these glasses, right? The, uh, do you have Warby sure, Parker? Sure, I do. I'm yeah, so Warby Parker started out like disrupting the glasses space by selling Online, you know, you could get five pairs, they ship them to your house, you try it on, bada bing, you like them, they put your prescription in, on it goes. Well, they now have over 100 stores in the US and they've said publicly that they do the overwhelming majority of their business out of their stores, not online. So here in the mattress industry, we're seeing that controlled experience that these brands have created and now they're looking for growth. They've got a lot of sunk cost into their business and on and on it goes and their brand. And they need to find some new channels to, to put the product. And what that does is it takes that controlled messaging that started online. And now you, you put that in the hands of an, in an uncontrolled environment. And we're going to see what happens. I mean, there's going to be some fireworks, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. But I think the benefit of Nectar spending the kind of money that they are is similar to what Temper did, which is you build value in the brand and in the product. So they are somewhat pre-sold, right? When coming into this store. And so a little bit, you take it out of the RSA's hand because there's some awareness. There's uh, the Nectar brand is kind of whimsical and uh, fun, uh, similar to what Purple's doing. And I think, by the way, those are the only two that I know of that would actually have a shot at having success in store. And I think Nectar... You're talking about in a traditional mattress sleep so shop? Because, yeah, I think so. Because they built... They're spending a lot of money, both of them. Uh, the challenge for Nectar, though, goes back to it is a foam bed that is going to compete with a lot of other foam products. But they have that forever warranty, so that's certainly going to help them. It doesn't help them, though, that their margin is probably below what others are going to be offering. However, um, they're going to be driving consumers in. A lot of the S brands today or other brands aren't doing that at all, so they're not adding that value to the retailer. But I really have an issue that... So I think alignment, right? So if I'm a good partner to you, let's say you're a retailer, and I come in and something about my product doesn't line up with what you're doing as a retailer. And so isn't it a little disruptive because of that? So to, back to the original discussion, which is if you have a, a, a bed that's a forever warranty and then you've got $3,000 beds that don't have that, is it disruptive? Does it 
hurt your business on the top end? What do you well, think? I think part of that's going to go back to just like you talked about, um, Tempur-Pedic, whenever they came out of the gates, they were selling direct to consumer Yep. and they were the people you found on TV and, and, uh, you know, direct response advertising. Um, you, you know, I mean, and that was post, you know, going, I think it was Brookstone that they were in, but anyway, there have been brands that have come out of the gates and have been able to sell direct to people in the past, even, you know, prior to the explosion of the internet. And I think it's going to come down to a decision on the part of the merchandiser to say, yes, this product's going to work. And it's going to come down to leadership saying, yes, we're going to invest in training people on this. Can you imagine the first time an RSA had to sell a Tempur-Pedic mattress compared to what was out on their floor? You don't, I mean, Tempur-Pedic had a major hurdle to overcome in messaging and consistency of messaging to get people to actually want their product. And now, meanwhile, in parallel to that, while they're training RSAs and trying to get people to understand how, how to sell this, you know, NASA foam, they're building their brand direct to consumer. They're spending a lot of money to get people excited about it. And, and so there's, there's a model there and it can be done, but whenever you go into retail, you're, you, it's a whole different set of, you know, set of skills that you're going to have to develop and deploy consistently. So you made me think of something, um, Bob Munkle. What's up, my brother? Bob, the king of training. The king. How's it going? Is there something bigger than the king? Because that's what I would say he is. Oh, good point. The presidential king? Can you say that? The uh, ruler of the universe. Ruler of the universe training. I like that guy. That's Bob. So uh, what's interesting about this for me, the, the Tempur-Pedic discussion, is um, when they first came to market, what did they say? They said inner springs suck, right? They're bad mattresses. They're bad for you. Stop short of saying they'll kill you, right? But they had to build value in their platform. That was totally not in line with what a retailer would want. Because at the time when they first launched, 98%, 99% of the floor was Innerspring. But yet here you've got Tempur-Pedic in Select Comfort at the time, who was also going to brick and mortar, says, hey, these beds are bad, ours are good. Now you got Nectar, totally counter to what's happening in the retail space with their super long warranty that's also counter but you know what you get you get to do that stuff if you're investing in your brand and you're telling your own story don't you yeah and it's it's funny that bob munkle hops on here at this point in the discussion because you know so much of that is going to come down to if you want strong distribution you got to have a great product you got to have great branding and messaging and all the assets that go along with the proper launch but you have to have consistency of training. You have to have you know, a team or a person or a platform of some way to get RSAs and people excited about selling your product and understand the differentiation in messaging. Because you know, it, 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 I think when you enter this space in the way that so many bed-in-the-box natives are entering it, it's going to be a horse race. Mm-hmm. And, and I've said it in the past, but if somebody starts playing your game, you should be better at it than them. Like, I would not want to go play Bob Munkle's game because Bob is so good at it, right? Being Bob, Bob Munkle, yes. So you can't be Bob Munkle and, and, and right? uh, I mean, you see try what I'm to saying. compete with him in a contest. for If there was like 10 guys all trying to be Bob Munkle, Bob Munkle's going to win. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And those he's he has the skill sets um, and, and the just everything that goes along with that to, to change the tide, you know, for, for product and things like that. So when it comes to training and whenever it comes to developing that, that they're going to have to take 
take real notes and develop that as, as organizations. They are and figure out ways to sell around it and explain it. And I would say that that's kind of a problem. If you have to teach your sales force to sell around an extended warranty like that, I think that's an issue personally. Second of all, let me hit you with this. Do you think that consumers see a forever warranty and don't they kind of go, yeah, eh, yeah, it doesn't pass the sniff test. I, I'm not going to buy that. I don't believe it for a second. We know we live in a disposable economy. You know, people want new stuff. That's the other thing. People want new stuff. They do, but they're saying, look, but, but there's a lot that don't. At the time of purchase, the peace of mind, knowing that I, there's zero risk for me to fail in buying a nectar bed because they've got a forever warranty. Right? You know what? You know what this reminds me of. So I bought a car. It's de-risking. I bought a car recently, and of course we compare mattress shopping and tire buying or car buying and all that stuff from time to time. It's a durable good. It's something you don't purchase very often. So I go in, and I had a very pl- so there were two components to buying a car in my experience. There was the salesperson, and there was the finance department. Okay, sure. and what happened? Here's what happened: the salesperson made me think. Everything about this car is fantastic. It's going to be great. The finance department tried to convince me this thing was going to fall apart and you better get every warranty out there to protect yourself. You have just hopped into a death trap, sir. (laughs) I have never thought of it that way, but you're absolutely right. But he was This thing could break down at any point. At any point. He even had a guy walk in and hand him a piece of paper and he kind of turned around and looked at him and he's shaking his head as he's walking out. And I'm like, I know you guys are trying to play me. Maybe they weren't, but I thought I was. And he's shaking his head and he goes, yeah, he goes, that what he just dropped off. I mean, that's with all the technology on these cars these days, that's going to cost this guy 8,000 bucks. I wouldn't want that to happen to you. Did that really happen? I swear to you. Oh, that's so and, bushly. And I, they gave me you know, a survey on the back end of that. And I said, this is great. This is great. This is great. I hated this. And I pointed out what it was. But here they were trying, probably trying to get me to because they had this 0% financing deal. Yeah. And of course, it was a limited amount, but I'm like, I'm going to take that. And they didn't make it. I don't know if they made any money off me. So they're probably like grinding at that point to try and make some money because that's where they make it in the financing side of things. Of course. But it really was. This is going to be fantastic. You're going to love it, sir. Finance guy. This thing's falling apart. Yeah. You, you may want to actually wear a helmet while you're driving you, this car. Do you know, I, I bought a minivan like a long time ago when I first had kids. And the guy saw, and I don't buy new, brand new cars. I try not to do that. And, but this one, because my wife wanted, she, number one, she was kicking and screaming to have to drive a minivan from from her Lincoln Navigator into a minivan. So I made sure that this particular minivan was Poor loaded. Bridget, you made her drive a minivan. Know, By the way, this is my favorite car I've ever had. It was a Honda Odyssey minivan, and I've had some fun cars. Uh, anyway, so... Um, you've had a Porsche and your favorite car was the minivan? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I know you've had a it, Porsche. It was I've really... It. it was really... I loved that minivan. Uh, so, no, that other car was definitely fun to drive. But stop derailing me. Um, the guy sold me... This is the part I'm really embarrassed to even admit. He sold me a protection plan for the line, the roof liner... Of my car. And so this is how he does it. He's like, I got kids and they, they, you know, they open this thing and they shake it. And then the, you know, crap went everywhere in the car and the crayons. And, you know, he's writing, do you know, to like the, I I drove that car for like 175,000 miles. Never a scratch or dent on that freaking roof liner. And I'm thinking what a moron I was. So is a lifetime forever warranty on a mattress for morons? Is that is that 
what we're expecting people to believe. I don't know. You know what you should start doing in the minivan? You should start actively smoking cigars at this point (laughs) just to see if you could damage the roof liner. I'm not encouraging smoking. Before I spoke, before I sold it, I carved it up with a knife and and submitted my warranty. And they're like, sorry, it wasn't an inch and a half indentation. (laughs) That's right. We don't protect against knife carvings. Well, hey, you know, uh, hey, hop gosh. over to uh, hop over to our our new website, dosmarcospodcast.com and you know share or your the comments. Facebook page. Let's oh, yeah, not leave the Facebook page. Absolutely. Up. So the Facebook is facebook.com, of course, and slash dosmarcospodcast. Go over there, like it. We got the live video. If you're listening on the podcast, we have the live video that corresponds to this podcast, and share your thoughts. We get all the comments, and we'll we'll hop over there and. And uh, reply and tell you how right you are. So here's the question for you watching now or listening to this podcast. Is a forever warranty good for the consumer? Is it believable? And is it good for the retailer? Actually, if you're going to be in brick and mortar, it's an interesting question to ponder. Yeah, and maybe take it from a perspective and try to make an argument for maybe the plus or the minus. Uh, But ultimately, these things are going to collide and we're going to see more of these type of issues but you know what? At the end of the day, it's 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 not anything that's majorly new. It's just no. funny that what we were looking at as kind of the bleeding edge of the industry, the online people are going back to some of the old tricks that the industry has uncoupled itself from sure. in many cases. And you know what? We're being a bit critical here of Nectar, but let's give them some credit. Oh, um, and we, yeah. I think by virtue of us talking about them, we're giving them... You know, a fair amount of credit. Some res- well, yeah. some respect because th- the reality is they're going against what the industry is. We both like that. Um, and it is disruptive. We both like that. Um, and, you know, in truth, if you look at the numbers, if these people keep a bed for however long um, and Nectar has the right to fix the problem, if there is one, and they say in their warranty, normal you know, loss of firmness is not covered. So they were kind of protecting themselves there. But um, I don't know, man. I, I think that... I think you would have to... I think what you would have to do is treat it like a Patagonia. So there's a guy that I that I met the other day. He's a photographer. Might end up doing some work with him. And he was saying that he sent off his jacket because his zipper broke. And yep. people... Patagonia has one of the largest like repair, apparel repair facilities in the world now. And so you send off your jacket, they put on a brand new zipper, yeah. they send it back to them and it was a great experience. Now, Jansport, do you remember Jansport yeah. backpacks? Back in the day, my wife had a Jansport and her dad got it for her when she was a little kid, like she was in school. Her dad got it for her because they said that they you send it off, we'd repair it. So she sends off her backpack because it got all messed up, zipper broken the whole nine yards. They send her a postcard in the mail and says, your backpack is at camp. And they had this whole story that went along with it. And like, your backpack's having fun and doing all this stuff. Like, if you can create that type of experience and make it a positive, take a negative, make it a positive, make turn it into marketing and branding and make it fun yeah. in some way, then maybe. But this is a mattress. This is a big item. Not easy to get back in the box. My mattress shit. isn't at camp. I'll tell you right now. So Don Wright says, no, not at all. Bad all around. In, in regards to? The long warranties, Yeah. And then uh, Munkle says, not good for the industry. We should have shorter warranties that are hassle-free. Could not agree more. I think uh, manufacturers make it tough to get claims. And that is another part of why we have some bad rep in this industry with consumer products. Yeah, and I tell you what, the more we... Bob, I think you nailed it there too. Hassle-free. The more we make things hassle-free, the more people are going to talk about that. 
And whenever people, consumers say, it was a great experience, other people in their you know, spheres of influence are going to say, well, you know, I really have been thinking about a new mattress. That thing compounds over time. I'll tell you a quick story. My friend Craig texts me over the weekend and he says, I'm going to buy a new mattress. I'm serious about it. What do I need to know? He was very, you know, he had a lot of trepidation about going to buy a mattress. So I gave him a few key things to look at and I helped him find, you know, a local retailer. I said, really, you do need to go try it out. And he texts me back um, that next day and he said, I went in and he goes, I had a very pleasant experience. And it was that mattress firm. No kidding. Yeah. Well, how lucky is that guy to know one of the show originators of the most successful mattress podcast in the world? Yeah. The fact that he had that resource is pretty cool. Yeah. You don't, you don't get that. You, by you don't get that every day. <laughs> oh, that's me. <laughs> You don't get yeah, that every day. That I, I'm not sitting in a box with a frozen head. Yeah, no doubt. Monkle finishes this up here. He says, deliver an experience while servicing the customer. And that goes viral. There is no yes. doubt. And here's the problem, Kinsley. These bed-in-the-box guys, the direct-to-consumer guys, the experience, the delivering, the hassle-free way in which they address returns, that's real. That's and they're real. making it easy. And it's a hell of a lot easier in many cases, than what they're getting from some of the big companies in the industry. So ponder that one, chew on that, and you know what? I think we're done. Yeah, hey, by the way, quickly go to dosmarcospodcast.com. There's going to be a little box that pops out of the side. That's how you get on our email list. Make sure and sign up because we're going to keep you posted. Go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Podcast, and just get connected with us because this is where things are going to take off. And by the way, I'm going to put links on the site. You can get our podcast in many different places now. So wherever you get your podcast, we're going to be there. You know what would be nice is a lifetime forever warranty on a bottle of Tito's. Bottle of Ooh. You know what I'm saying? You're talking never ending. Never ending. Not never. Bottomless <laughs> cup. Oh, Jerry Borgini joins us ah, right at the Jerry. very Jerry, you're going to have to go back and listen to the whole thing. Yep. So uh, anyway, thanks, everyone. And that's going to do it for us. And like Kinsley said, go to dosmarcospodcast.com and check it out. You can bounce on it. Oh, oh. What is a hybrid? It's like peanut butter jelly, peanut butter chocolate. Hybrid so tight, there's no way that you could topple it. Hybrid on my wrist, that's a calculator watch. We add ourselves together and we take it up a notch. Got the airflow, yo, keep you cool as it get. Visco foam alone to make you drip sweat. Get a hybrid mattress, yes, you'll get better rest. Cool and comfortable, hybrid like a sweater vest. You know the game, we're ahead of the sun. Cause the two of us together are way better than one. Cause I'm cool. Cool as ice. And I'm hot like a heater. Bounce by the ounce. Now we got it by the leader. Well, you take a spring and you wrap it up right. You can sleep so smooth or bounce all night. Put two together, get a whole lot more. Get the feel of the comfort core. You can bounce on it. Lay back, you don't have to practice. It's the best thing to happen to your mattress. Get together to do it like I did. Everybody get hybrid. If you want somebody to get in your vicinity, you probably want to feel a little bit of a hybridity. Foam alone, out of five, maybe one star. Springs and foam, we're taking care of that lumbar. Mad back support, the best way to shack up or just get rest that won't mess your back up. Like a hot chick mixed with a particle physicist or a mullet. Party in the back of the business. Best of both worlds like Mars and Venus. The ultimate hybrid. Nothing short of
genius. Keeping it loose while keeping it tight. We can make you sleep or play all night. Put two together, get a whole lot more. Get the feel of the comfort core. You can bounce on it. No stopping when the beat gets played back. Springs keep it popping, phone keeps it laid back. Party over here, get invited. Everybody get Listen, doesn't matter if your kitchen is charming When your bedroom's the most important part of the apartment What kind of bed do you keep back there? Does your girl wanna chill on a beanbag chair? Hell no! You need springs and foam Cause if that bowling ball don't bounce You'll be sleeping alone And if the bed don't react Then you can't get low We got that type of bounce That won't spill your Merlot So stick with us and you'll get rewarded Cause I'm so gentle And I'm so supportive is where the magic is And we just killed a song about mattresses